What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Trapped in the U.S. podcast, where we connect the dots between current headline news and biblical prophecy. I'm your host, KB, and today is February 27th, 2024. I have more major breaking news to discuss with you uh, and emergency alerts as well to go over with you. This is going to be another major podcast uh stay tuned to it you're going to hear a lot of news that you're not getting in normal news media outlets and i'm going to help by the help of the holy spirit tie and connect the dots to the word of the lord as well as to biblical prophecy before we begin i would love to ask you guys to please follow like and subscribe to our youtube channel at trapped in the u.s over there on youtube as well as at trapped in the u.s uh, on rumble. And also I would ask you guys to please support this podcast by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash trapped in the U S podcast. I have a, uh, $5, uh, a month subscription on there as well as a $10 a month. If any of you who are listening would love to help support this channel and just donate, it's not a lot every month, but it does help me to be able to bring this to you and to bring it with excellence and all the equipment and everything that I use. So I really appreciate that. Uh, let's get into it. So whew, here's the first one we're going to get into the war in Ukraine and Russia. Okay. So Medvedev here on February 18th says we will use our entire strategic arsenal on Kiev. And then he keeps going. Berlin, London, and Washington. Okay, this was the former president of uh, Russia, and he's still sitting on a high seat in Russian uh, authority on the on the, whatever council that he's on. He's obviously allowed to speak uh, on behalf of Russia, and let's listen to what he says here. Deputy Chairman of the Russian Federal Council, Dmitry Medvedev said today that Kiev, London, Washington, and Berlin and other places will be hit by Russian nuclear bombs before Russia would ever allow return of the territories that it now possesses, guys. This is very, very, very concerning. These are not idle threats coming from a man who does not know what he's talking about. These are very real words, very serious what he is saying in Medvedev's posting on Telegram social media, he wondered what would happen if Russia lost the war against the neo-Nazis along with their Western sponsors and returned to its 1991 borders. He speaks to this outcome as the irreversible collapse of present-day Russia, which under the Constitution includes new territories. Medvedev believes that after that, a civil war with tens of millions of victims and the death of the future of Russia would begin, and he could never allow that. So if it means that he's got uh, and Russia has got to go all out with their nuclear weapons and strike Kiev, Berlin, London and Washington to ensure they don't lose any territory and go backwards. He's saying Russia is willing to do that. Quote. And for now, the main question, do these idiots truly believe that Russian people will simply swallow such a consequential partitioning of their country that we will all think? Unfortunately, it happened. They won. Russia, as we know it today, no longer exists. It's unfortunate, of course, but we must continue to live in a country that is collapsing and dying. 
because a nuclear war is far worse than for than uh, for us than death of our loved ones, children, Russia. And that the state's leadership by the Supreme Commander in Chief of the Russian forces would be hesitant to make the difficult decisions in this case. Hear me out, as he says. It will be totally different. The collapse of Russia will have far worse consequences than the outcome of a conventional, conventional, even long-term war. Because attempting to return Russia to its 1991 borders will only lead to one outcome, to a global war with Western countries utilizing our entire strategic arsenal. Not partial, not limited. He said utilizing our entire strategic arsenal in Kiev, Berlin, London, and Washington. For all other beautiful historical sites which have long been included in our nuclear triad's attack goals. Will we have enough guts for this if a thousand-year-old country, our great homeland, is on the verge of extinction and the sacrifices made by Russian people over the centuries are in vain? The answer is obvious. Listen, guys, this is massive. Um, Very, very, very concerning. These are emergency, shocking words coming from uh, Dmitry Medvedev, and he is not bluffing. Russia is not bluffing. But we're not hearing about these threats. We're not hearing about these words on any of the regular news media sites. It's just all Trump and Biden and the border and and all the other comical stuff that uh, they use uh, to get us away from hearing what's really going on in the world. Macron, in, in the next headline, Macron, Russia will attack 10 more countries, Slovakia PM, zero talk of peace at NATO meetings. So right now they're having a NATO meeting in Paris. And uh, Macron has said a lot of different stuff, including releasing information uh, that potential NATO troops and soldiers would be allowed to go into Ukrainian, um, you go into Ukraine to fight Russia itself, meaning NATO is officially joining the site. And and he said if Russia would attack 10 more countries. Uh, Macron's publicly claimed Russia will attack 10 more countries unless stopped in Ukraine. He said this at a conference where prime minister of Slovakia revealed there was zero talk of peace at this conference. Continuing on, uh, several native NATO countries have chosen to individually sign security agreements with Ukraine and then dropped a rhetorical, uh, rhetorical bombshell by announcing some NATO countries may choose to send their own troops into Ukraine to join the fight. The implications of such a move are staggering, and the reactions from Russia are just as staggering. The possible decision to send ground troops to Ukraine by NATO countries would be interpreted as the alliance's direct participation in hostilities and even as a declaration of war. Uh, Konstantin Kashachev, the Deputy Speaker of the Federal Council said, following the statement by French President Emmanuel Macron, stated after a meeting of European leaders in Paris that such a scenario has been discussed, but the participants failed to reach a consensus. He continues, this is a point where not just NATO's participation in the war begins, but it can be interpreted as the alliance's direct involvement in hostilities or even as a declaration of war. He described the French leader's logic as dangerous. Those who deny the possibility of sending Western ground troops to the conflict zone today once denied the possibility of supplying tanks, airplanes, and long-range missiles. 
this logic is not just faulty, but dangerous and fraught with catastrophic scenarios. So, guys, this is uh, continuing on to to be worse. Uh, Kremlin, this would make direct war inevitable. Kremlin warned on Tuesday that the U.S.-led NATO military alliance would be inevitable if European members of NATO sent troops to fight in Ukraine. The war in Ukraine has triggered the worst uh, crisis in Russia's relations with the West since the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis in President Putin has previously warned of the dangers of a direct confrontation between NATO and Russia. The very fact of discussing the possibility of sending certain contingents to Ukraine from NATO is very important new element. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov told reporters when asked about Macron's remarks. Uh, he continued, in that case, we would need to, to, to talk not about the probability, but about the inevitability so he's saying it's inevitable they're going to come into Ukraine. It's inevitable NATO is going to be directly involved in this conflict between Russia and it's going to open up when that happens the day it happens into direct World War III. No more proxy wars, no more fighting in the shadows. Um, it is being discussed right now as we speak. Continuing, uh, next headline, APF, EU leaders war, uh, wary after Macron doesn't rule out Western troops. So now European leaders are wary after he said that because now it brings them into this confrontation and puts a direct target on these U EU leaders and their countries for a war with Russia. Reuters, NATO allies rule out sending troops to Ukraine as Russia rebukes Macron. So NATO allies rule out. So they're already calling out and saying Macron's crazy. We don't know what he's talking about. We would never send troops. But they're actively discussing it right now in Paris. You just haven't all made the decision together and have a consensus, but they are discussing it. Let's continue with this article from Reuters. Macron raises option of sending Western troops to Ukraine. Germany, UK, Poland, and others say they have no such plans. Kremlin says such a move would inevitably lead to conflict and the West keen to bolster military help to war weary Ukraine. The United States and key European allies said on Tuesday that they had no plans to send troops to Ukraine after France hinted at the possibility. And Kremlin warned that any such move would inevitably lead to conflict between Russia and NATO. Let's continue. His comments made at a hastily convened meeting at European of European leaders in Paris on ways of boosting to boost flagging support of Kiev come amid battlefield gains by Russia, President Putin's forces in eastern Ukraine, as well as growing shortages of ammunition and manpower on the Ukrainian side. However, Germany, Britain, Spain, Poland, and the Czech Republic distanced themselves from any suggestion they might commit ground troops. Uh, to the Ukraine war now in its third year. German Chancellor, there will be no ground troops, no soldiers on Ukrainian soil sent there by European countries or NATO states. So they're all distancing themselves from Macron, who came right out and said it. But we'll see how that turns out, because uh, this will inevitably, as uh, um, Russia is saying, it's going to happen. Let's continue on here. Um, Zero Hedge. Moscow reacts to Macron proposing European boots on the ground. We've already read this. 
He admitted that there was no consensus on sending Western troops, but he laid out that we will do anything we can to prevent Russia from winning this war. So Macron is saying we'll do anything we can to prevent Russia. Anything. That means if we got to allow millions of our citizens to die in all-out World War III, we're going to do anything we can to prevent Russia from winning this war. Why is it so important? that we hold the line with Ukraine, even while our borders are completely open and our country is being imploded from within, we cannot allow Ukraine to be given over to Russia. There's no way. And, and they're willing to, to put millions, if not billions of people's lives on the line saying this. And why, why is this? Well, we're going to get into some of these reasonings later as the Lord reveals these things to his prophets. So we'll continue on here. Next uh, world headline news, Intel, Transnistria annexation. So we got more property, more land uh, that is near Ukraine or on the Ukrainian border that wants to separate and go into Russia or be claimed by Russia. And this is on the in between Moldova and Ukraine. Within days, Transnistria will ask to be annexed by Russia. This will likely cause Moldova and Ukraine to attack Transnistria and Russia to respond to that attack. Ukraine is so desperate for ammunition and weapons, they are pressuring Moldova to gain access to the old Kobosnia ammo depot in Transnistria. So basically in Transnistria, there's this old ammo depot that has been sitting there that apparently uh, is uh, been left over since um, uh, the old war with the USSR. And this ammo depot has enough uh, weapons and ammo to literally fight for years on. And it's being held in Transnistria uh, this week. The suggesting, encouraging, pleading changed to coercing and threatening war and the people of Transnistria now realize what's coming. Either Ukraine or Moldova are apparently going to try to take this ammo depot. The head of Transnistria is convening a Congress of deputies at all levels. Most likely next week, the Congress may issue an appeal to Putin requesting the admission of Transnistria into Russia. Such a risky move would lead to a military attack by both Moldova and the Ukrainian army to grab that ammo depot and wipe away Transnistria. This is getting worse and worse and escalating more and more by the day, guys. This is no joke news happening right now. And you're hearing it right here in Trapped in the U.S. podcast. I'm bringing you uh, these headlines because you guys need to know what is literally happening right now. And this has only been 10 days or so since the last time I've had the podcast. These are all new headlines just in the last 10 days. And it's continuing to escalate at such a dire level. Let's continue. Transnistria Assembly of Fuel Speculation. Separatist state aims to join Russia. This is also from Zero Hedge. Although Transnistria has diverse ethnic demographics, almost equally apportioned between Russians, Moldovans, Romanians, and Ukrainians, the Russian demographic slightly ekes out its counterparts with a majority of 29% of Transnistrians belonging to the Russian group. This pro-Russian cultural sentiment of the region is exemplified by its flag, which has remained the same 
as it was when Transnistria was a part of the of the Soviet Union. That representative Russian demographic, coupled with broader dissatisfaction of the Moldovan government, has fostered support for an assimilation into the Russian Federation for quite some time. In 2006, Transnistrian double referendum was held, gauging popular support for the separate state's appetite to either renounce its independence or join and join the Republic of Moldova, or to maintain and seek it to join the Russian Federation. The referendum to become part of Moldova was rejected by 96% of voters, while 98% of them approved becoming part of Russia. This is the exact same thing that happened with Crimea. That 2014 Crimea referendum integrated itself with Russia and the subsequent Western interventionalism culminating in the onset of Russia-Ukraine war as only emboldened Transnistria's aim. So we're seeing this happen right now. More land is going to potentially fall into Russia's hands and Ukraine and Moldova are going to lose this to Russia. And it's in between Moldova and Ukraine. It's not even connected directly to Russia currently, but it is on the war path as we speak. And then uh, next headline here, NATO announces support for Moldova if Russia tries to annex Transnistria. NATO will support Moldova if Russia tries to annex Transnistria, said NATO Deputy Secretary General Mircea Gionana. Just days after I reported that Transnistria will ask Moscow to annex it for protection of its Russian majority population. Of course, NATO will condemn Russian's actions and will continue to support Moldova. This country plays an important role. So NATO is definitely saying they're going to support Moldova. They're going to fight this uh, annexation. And what to what level or what degree, we're still going to find out. But this is supposed to be happening. Putin is supposed to be having this uh, major um, announcements and uh, talk with his country tomorrow. Uh, I believe it's tomorrow, the next day. And this is where this will potentially be announced by Vladimir Putin himself. So this is very concerning, guys. This is extremely concerning. We're seeing. The, the heat of war bubbling over and uh, just getting more and more intense by the day and how we're not in an all-out World War III right now, I don't even understand, but it's coming, and it's coming much sooner than we realize. Bulletin, Ukraine claims under attack by drones launched from Transnistria. So Ukraine is claiming that Transnistria is attacking it by drones. And what uh, basically uh, is being said here is a potentially a false flag event. It goes in to say this appears to be a false flag by Ukraine to justify sending its armed forces to grab this Kobazna weapons depot that's guarded by Russian army troops. The whole na- the whole notion that the armed forces of Transnistria would attack anybody is absurd. The armed forces of Transnistria are composed of 4,500 to 5,500 active duty soldiers with 15 to 20,000 personnel in reserve. In order to precedence, the current military leadership is composed of the following president of Transnistria, commander in chief president of Transnistria, Vadim Krasnolaski. What army of 4,500 guys 
would in their right mind attack Ukraine with an army of uh, 300,000 or however many that's still left alive, it would be suicide for them to do that. Yet that's exactly what Ukraine is publicly claiming right now. So they're doing whatever they got to do. Potentially, we're going to see how this is going to play out, guys. Putin responds to NATO chiefs vow that Ukraine will join NATO on war's anniversary. So this is a zero hedge and weekend remarks made on the occupation of Russia-Ukraine war hitting the two-year mark. NATO Secretary General Stens, Jen Stolzberg issued some ultra-provocative predictions regarding Kiev's future. Ukraine will join NATO. It is not a question of if, but of when. He said in a video message released Saturday, February 24th, which was the exact two-year mark since Russian forces started uh, uh, across this Ukrainian border. Uh, As we prepared you for that day, NATO will continue to stand with Ukraine for your security and ours. This vow of future NATO membership comes at a moment where even Ukraine's staunchest External supporters acknowledge its forces are in retreat. Stoltenberg acknowledged this extremely serious state of battlefield affairs and asserted there are no indications that President Putin is preparing for peace. You have recaptured half of the territory seized by Russia, pushed Russia back from large parts of the Black Sea and inflicted heavy losses on Russian forces, the NATO chief said, referencing billions of dollars of Western defense aid poured into Kiev so far, including uh, uh, artillery, ammunition, air defense, combat boats, F-16s, and spare parts, drones, deadening equipment, and he pledged more supporters on the way. In a response the following day, President Putin warned that European countries will automatically be pulled into a war with Russia if Ukraine is allowed to enter NATO. So Putin is saying that uh, uh, European countries will immediately become a target if Ukraine is allowed to enter NATO. The day that they sign Ukraine to NATO, it is all-out war, and they are already threatening right now of attacking nuclear uh, with nuclear weapons, all these European countries and America, the threats are already coming as the first article stated. So guys, this is, this is extremely concerning. I'm making sure you guys are just aware. These are literally headline news that are coming, not from Fox, not from CNN, not from MSNBC, but from other sources around the world. And they're all confirming each other saying the same thing. We are on, a very quick train heading into World War III, and we're already in it now, to be honest with you. It just hasn't fully blown out um, into nuclear war, but you see how much more talk is there left to be said? I mean, how much more is it going to take? I mean, we're already so far in. There's no talks of peace, um, and everyone's made up their minds already that it's going down uh, and no hope it seems right now, unless God were to supernaturally intervene and stop it all um, that anything's going to change. And instead it's only going to increase continuing on uh, a Vivka, Ukraine falls to Russian army. It was a complete route once considered impregnable. The key city of, of for Ukraine defense, Avivka, 
The most heavily fortified city on the entire planet has fallen to the Russian army. Uh, it has been conquered with a complete rout of the Ukraine army within hours. The bloodiest battle of the 21st century will be over. For those who have not kept up on the developments on this operation, Advivka is the place from which the Ukraine army has shelled the civilians of Donetsk city for 10 years. These are going to be lots. There are going to be lots of tactical, strategic and political implications from this that we will see over the next days and weeks. There are reportedly very few Ukrainian defenses behind Avivka. The Ukrainians put all their eggs into one basket, counting on the deep Soviet era nuclear bunker system and defenses built since the end of the civil war to make it impregnable. And all those defenses have failed and the Russian army now controls that city. So Ukraine is losing cities. They're losing land. They're losing property. We have other uh, potential um, uh, land and countries like Transnistria who are trying to annex and join Russia. Lines are being drawn. Countries are taking sides. And everyone's making their final stand on whose side they are on for this war to be to be completely launched. And it's only a matter of time. And I'm not talking years, guys. This is this is could be weeks and months away, even days away. We don't know. None of us are promised tomorrow, but uh this is happening so fast that it could happen at any moment. Um so we're continuing here. Stoltenberg, Ukraine can use West-supplied F-16s against targets outside of Ukraine. So the NATO head tipped the alliance hand today when he told media that F-16s being given to Ukraine by the West can be used to hit targets uh, outside of Russia, which really means in, uh, outside of Ukraine, which really means inside of Russia. This is a uh, serious escalation because... First, uh, the West has said, oh, yeah, and none of these uh, weapons that we're supplying are going to be uh, sent or used outside of Ukraine. It's only going to be inside Ukraine. But they've been used inside Russia. They've been used on the Black Sea. They've taken down ships, uh, the Russian Federation ships. They've, um, they've swore they were not going to use these tanks. They were not going to go into Russia and, and uh, um, made those promises. It was just going to be inside Ukraine. Now we're saying... The F-16s that we've supplied, oh, yeah, you can you can fly those out of Ukraine now and you can bomb anywhere you want. Guys, we, we don't, this country, our country does not know how to keep its word. We lie, cheat, and steal. I'm just being flat out honest with you guys. We will do and say whatever we have to say in deception to make sure we gain whatever hold and advantage we can on our enemies. And we don't even realize that that we're um, literally on the brink of execution. America is in so much danger right now. And this is why my podcast is called Trapped in the U.S. Podcast, because we're all sitting, us Americans, the our, us uh, civilians uh, of this beautiful country that we all love and honor and cherish, uh, that our families have, have been raised and born in. Uh, our um, armies have fought and bled for to protect and defend this nation is literally being handed over uh, and imploded uh, all in the, all in the name of Ukraine. And we can't even protect our own borders. We can't even protect our own country. And we're just doing whatever we got to do uh, to 
ruin our future and we just think we're going to be around and nothing's going to happen to us. Let me tell you guys something. We are in great danger. Got to get your hearts right with the Lord. You got to get your hearts right with God and prepare your home. We're going to continue to keep going here. U.S. warns allies Russia could put a nuclear weapon into orbit this year. So it was about two, three weeks ago. There was a rushed meeting in Congress where some 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 highly top secret information was given to Congress about some uh, potential satellite um, destroying weapons that Russia has put into space. Of course, we don't have any direct confirmation of this because it hasn't been unclassified. So it's just speculation at this point. But the fact that the U.S. is warning its allies that Russia could put it up there, uh, could put a nuclear weapon into orbit this year, means that not only is the possibility of it uh, happening very real, but that may what has already happened. Like... They just launched Russia just launched something on February 9th into space. It was all top secret and nobody knows what it was. But I know days after it was launched, this top secret meeting happened and uh, said that our country was de- it was a destabilizing move, meaning that Russia, whatever they did, they now have the upper hand on something we don't have or we used to have. So if it's this, guys, listen, this means we potentially have nuclear weapons hovering over into orbit above our country right now by Russia. I'm saying that is a possibility. I'm not saying that is currently what's happening. It's speculation at this point. But the fact that the U.S. is warning that this is extremely possible and uh, may happen this year, 2024, is extremely concerning, guys. American intelligence agencies have told their closest European allies that if Russia is going to launch a nuclear weapon into orbit, it will probably do it this year and that it might instead launch a harmless dummy warhead into orbit to leave the West guessing about its capabilities. The assessment came as American intelligence officials conducted a series of rushed classified briefings for their NATO and Asian allies as details of the American assessment of Russia's intentions began to leak out. The American intelligence agencies are sharply divided in their opinion about what President Vladimir Putin is planning. And on Tuesday, Putin rejected the accusation that he intended to place a nuclear weapon in orbit. And his defense minister said the intelligence warning was manufactured in an effort to get Congress to authorize more aid for Ukraine. And I'll pause here real quick and just say this. Um, Why would they want why would Russia want to release a nuclear weapon in space and destroy their own satellites on top of ours? What sense would that make to just wipe out everyone's satellites and we all go back into the 18th century? It makes no sense. They would not do that, okay? It's something else, something very strategic, and we also know it's destabilizing uh, in, in, its, in its nature, meaning it's something that has given Russia the upper hand. So we don't know, but potentially this could Maybe if it doesn't go off into space, which would be ridiculous for Russia to do, maybe it's something that just um, flies over in orbit and then is released on whatever command and then dropped and then goes off. We don't know what it could be, but this is very concerning news here, guys. Very concerning warnings. 
Uh, it goes on to say, on Wednesday, Mr. Putin reinforced the central role he believes Russia's nuclear arsenal plays in the country's defenses. Visiting an aviation factory, he climbed into the bomb bay of a Tu-160M strategic bomber, the most modern in the Russian fleet. He's made no secret of his interest in upgrading Russia's Cold War era delivery systems like the bomber, which can reach the United States and is designed to carry two dozen nuclear weapons. He has advertised a fleet of new weapons, some still in development, which include an unmanned Poseidon nuclear uh, torpedo, which was designed across the Pacific with no human control to explode on the West Coast. Guys, this is so important that you guys are listening to what is happening right now. Reading these news headlines doesn't even seem like it's real. It doesn't even seem like this is really going on because... We're all oblivious here in America. If you watch the news, you turn on any any of your common sources that's out there, that any of this is happening. People have no clue. They're brainwashed into thinking that it's just all rosy over here. And we got a few foreigners coming in at the border. No big problem. No big deal. You know, the big deal is whatever's going on with Trump right now. And we got to stop at all costs him from doing this. Why in the heck are these other headlines? Why are these other sources not being told to the American people? And why are we allowed to be brainwashed into not even being aware of these things? Why wouldn't our country want to know the danger we're in and want us citizens to be prepared and to be aware? Other countries are warning their citizens to be prepared for war. I'm about to go into some of those headlines here in just a few minutes. But in America, no, it's no warnings, no cause for concern. Nothing to see here, guys. Nothing to see here. I'm going to continue. Moving on to the Middle East, Iran sends Russia hundreds of ballistic missiles. Washington, powerless. This is zero hedge. Back in early 22, just weeks into the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Western officials began raising suspicions that the Islamic Republic of Iran was supplying arms and kamikaze drones to Moscow for use on the Ukrainian battlefield. This proved true, and allegations of Tehran supplying ballistic missiles soon followed. Now just days away from the grim two-year mark of the start of this major war, there are fresh reports of a traumatic escalation in Iran's military supply pipeline to Russia. Reuters reports Wednesday that Tehran has provided Moscow with a large number of powerful surface-to-surface ballistic missiles. Guys, this is this is getting broader and crazier by the day. If Iran did not have us um, hands already uh, busy with Israel and everything's going on with that proxy war going on in the Middle East, they're also arming Russia, which means they're directly aligned with Russia. Guys, this is extremely concerning. We're going to keep moving here. What else is going on? Estimated report alleged that estimated 400 missiles uh, from a family of short range ballistic weapons have been provided. These are mobile launched and have a range of up to 435 miles. There will be more shipments. One Iranian official has boasted. There is no reason to hide it. We are allowed to export weapons to any country that we wish to going down further. The U S will transfer thousands of seized Iranian weapons and rounds of ammunition to Ukraine in a move that could help alleviate some of the critical shortages facing the Ukrainian army as it waits more money and equipment. Uh, so um, 
it's it's uh i don't know if they're planning on the u.s is planning on um confiscating these weapons and then sending to ukraine but they're all going to the war in ukraine and whoever ends up with them in the end they end up killing innocent civilians in the process while everyone else has a pissing contest moving on as u.s eu pile new sanctions on russia wall street journal declares punitive measures have already failed so we have already uh when not only if it wasn't the war and everything else that's going on, the U.S. and EU on Friday piled on a fresh new round of anti-Russia sanctions as the war of Ukraine reaches two years in the wake of Alexei Navalny's death in prison last week, which Russia has officially said was due to a natural cause. The U.S. Treasury Department on Friday is unveiling over 500 new sanctions on Russia and industries connected to the war sector. It is being hailed as the single, large, single largest trench of penalties shipped, slapped, excuse me, on Moscow since the war start, including export trend restrictions imposed on nearly 100 firms or individuals. So the U.S. and EU, we're fighting a, a financial war. We're fighting a military war. We're fighting a proxy war. We're doing everything we possibly can outside of just generally admitting we are directly fighting Russia. And nobody's dumb here, guys. Nobody's stupid. We are a target, and Russia knows it, and it's uh, being very, very patient and waiting for us to slip. But we are uh, literally putting an X on our country right now. Our leaders uh, are just doing everything that they can. And I get it. We're trying to defend uh, Ukraine. We're trying to defend ourselves against Russia and any future war from getting any worse, but there's no way that's going to happen without talks of peace. There's no way that's going to happen if we don't stop shipping weapons and sit down and get our heads about us and actually try to engage in conversation to, uh, bring back the levels of this madness before it gets out of control and it's already really getting out of control it's just it's terrible guys this is extremely concerning news the american people and people around the world understand that the stakes of this fight extend beyond uh ukraine president biden said in a statement if putin does not play pay the price for his death and destruction he will keep going and the cost to the u.s along with our nato allies and partners in europe and around the world will rise Biden said these uh, these fresh action sanctions will ensure Putin pays an even steeper price for his aggression abroad and repression at home. The new statement Friday prepared by the White House additionally stated two years ago he tried to wipe Ukraine off the map. If Putin does not pay the price for his death and destruction, he will keep going. Meanwhile, in Sweden, they're issuing emergencies and war preps brochures to every single home and every citi single citizen in sweden sweden just was added to nato this week they are now officially a nato country member and in the meantime sweden is issuing war preps brochures and we're going to look at a few of these uh, brochure slides guys if crisis or war comes look at this important information for the population of sweden content emergency preparedness Total defense warning systems. They go into this detail on this brochure of what to do, how they're going to react and respond if they are directly attacked by Russia. 
and they want all their citizens right now to be aware and be prepared um, from Sweden's highest level of authorities, um, making sure this brochure and the communication of what will come when this happens is clear to every citizen. What would you do, it asks, if your everyday life was turned upside down? An emergency can result in society not functioning in the way we are used to. Climate change may mean that flooding and forest fires become more common. Incidents in the rest of the world may result in shortages of certain foodstuffs. Disruption to important IT systems may have an impact on the electricity supply. In just a short time, your everyday life can become problematic. Heating stops working. It becomes difficult to prepare and store food. Shops may run out of food and other goods. There is no water coming from the taps or the toilet. It's possible, not possible to fill up your car. Payment cards and cash machines are not working. Mobile networks and the internet is not working. Public transport and other means of transportation are at a standstill. You are to have emergency preparedness, and they go into this here. Be on the lookout for false information. They're telling you what information to believe and what false information would be and not to believe it. And they say in the event of a terror attack, it may be targeted against individual people or groups against the general public or against vital uh, societal functions, such as electricity supply or transport systems. Move to a safe place and avoid large groups of people. Call the police and inform them what you see. Warn those who are in danger and help those who are in need of assistance. Put your mobile on silent and do not call anyone who may be in the danger area. The sound of their phone ringing may reveal the location of someone who is hiding. Do not call anyone with your mobile unless you have to. If the networks are overloaded, it may be difficult for vital calls to get through. Comply with requests from the police and fire and rescue services and the authorities. Do not share unconfirmed information online or in any other way. Talks about Sweden's defenses, its military defense, its civil defense, its duty to contribute to Sweden's total defense. And then home preparedness advice. This, this guy's right here is exactly what I've been talking about on this podcast. And right now, the whole country of Sweden has sent this brochure to every citizen in his country how to prepare for food, what food to store up on, how to prepare with water, how much water, what are different things, bottles of water, buckets with lids, plastic bottles to freeze in that won't crack, mineral water, um, jerry cans, ideal with a tap, how to prepare to be warm, woolen clothes, uh, warm all-weather outdoor clothing, hats, gloves, scarves, blankets, sleeping mats, sleeping bags, candles, tea lights, matches, on fire or fire lighter communications a radio powered by batteries or solar car radio list of important telephone numbers on paper extra batteries mobile phone charger cash in small denominations medicine cabinet with extra medicines wet wipes hand sanitizer nappies and menstrual product products paper printouts of information such as insurance policies fuel in the tank Guys, the whole country right now is warning its citizens. You got to, ha- all of you need to have this now. They're warning their whole. Meanwhile, in America, it's it's literally absolute foolishness. No warning of any kind. 
and we would probably be be hit harder than Sweden. I'm not knowing who can measure such things. Only God knows this, right? But at the end of the day, America is the number one supplier of weapons going to Ukraine. America is the number one supporter of NATO. Why would Russia try to attack small countries first? They would want to cut off the head of the snake first, which unfortunately is us. And we aren't getting any of this advice. We're not getting any of these brochures in America. We're getting absolutely nothing. All you guys have is podcasts like myself and a few other wise men and women out here who are following their hearts and speaking to you guys and revealing to you guys what is happening so that you guys can be aware and help prepare your homes for things that are about to come. Moving on, Iran has enough near weapons-grade uranium for almost three nuclear weapons. Guys, it just continues to get crazier, okay? Now Iran has enough we- uh, enough uh, uranium for three nuclear weapons, guys. First, we first promised they could never get it. We would do anything possible to stop them from getting it. We've done, and instead of doing that, we've sent literally billions of dollars in cash to Iran. I'm talking about the U.S. We've only, we've just fueled uh, their opportunities here to get this uranium. We've actually financed it, and and everything else was a complete lie. It was a complete roost to pull some a wool over our eyes to think that. Uh, we would uh, ever allow this, but we've done it. Our leaders have done this to Iran. We have helped them and assist them. It's unbelievable, guys, and this is extremely concerning. Iran could use these weapons on any of us, any of us. All it takes is one of these weapons to go off, and the world will never go back to what it was. And it won't be just one here or one there like it was in World War II. It's going to be global this world will be literally burnt alive from the inside out once these things start going off and all of our worst fears come to reality. And this is how it happens. Countries like Iran. But continuing on uh, over in the Middle East portion, Yemen shoots, uh, shoots down U.S. MQ-9 Reaper drone and hits U.K. ship Ruby Mar, which is now sinking. So Yemen is now continuing to shoot uh reaper drones is continuing to shoot at uh ships that are passing through um the um the suez canal and the area over there in the red sea and they're causing significant damage to ships and to other infrastructures that we're going to see coming in the next uh couple slides here uh but before we get to that uh, Israel Minister Benjamin Gantz on video changed the entire Gaza situation into a religious war. What did he say? Gantz is, is, is an Israel politician and retired army general who has served as minister without portfolio since 2023. He's also served as a minister of defense and deputy prime minister of Israel between 2021 and 2022. He was also the alternate prime minister of Israel. During this video, they, I can't show you guys, but basically he tells Hamas and Palestinians that if Israel hostages are not all released, Israel will invade Rafah during Ramadan. Guys, this is uh, th- that's the, just a complete disaster if Israel 
and fully invades Rafa right on the Egyptian border. All these countries in the Middle East are warning it. They're saying that is the last red line. That is the last straw. Egypt, uh, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Syria, Lebanon, um, Iraq, um, Qatar, uh, Yemen, they are all warning Israel, do not, under any circumstance, invade Rafa. And Israel's saying, oh, yeah, we're going to invade it. And we're also going to invade it right during your holy week of Ramadan. We're going to do it right when you guys are praying to your gods. We're going to come in and we're going to wipe out your children some more. We're going to wipe out your wives. We're going to wipe out all your families. And we don't care what anybody says or thinks because we're all Zionists and we can do whatever we want and we don't have to deal. We don't have to deal with repercussions. Madness. Next news says Israel TV agrees on Israel TV. All Gazans over the age of four are Hamas and every house is a Hamas headquarters. Guys, I can't show this video, uh, but on Israel television, on February 14th, every person it was stated over the age of four in Gaza is Hamas. So if you're five years old, you're sitting in your in your, your mom's uh, tent coloring a coloring book and you're drinking a, a whatever water you can possibly find in Gaza that you can drink that's actually healthy to drink and you're not starving to death and you're trying to just keep your peace about yourself and you're only five years old, it doesn't matter, guys. If you have your coloring book, you are Hamas, and we're going to destroy you and kill you. So only if you're under four will uh, Israel show mercy to you, and you're not considered Hamas. But if you're over four years old um, and you are a child, they, in their minds, have the complete right to destroy and wipe you out and kill you where you're standing, If you're, even if you're five years old. Moving on, AP, AFP News, Egypt warns of catastrophic repercussions if Israel attacks Rafah. Egypt warned on Tuesday, and this article came out today, so this is Tuesday. Egypt warned on Tuesday that Israel's planned ground invasion of Rafah in southern Gaza would have catastrophic repercussions for peace in the Middle East. Foreign ministers from Arab League countries told the United Nations Human Rights Council that some nations were turning a blind eye to the suffering in Gaza. Egyptian Foreign Minister Sameh Shukri said the extreme polarization exposed by the Gaza War laid, uh, had laid bare the double standards of some members of the UN's top rights body. Israel has such a truce with Hamas, uh, has said a truce with Hamas would delay, not prevent a ground invasion on the Egyptian border where an estimated 1.4 million Palestinian civilians have sought refuge from the war. So there's, there's already many, many, many lives lost from this war in Gaza, but and they've all been directed to go to Rafa and they've cornered in Rafa and Egypt is literally warning that this will have catastrophic repercussions um, moving on, Net, not, Netanyahu finally presents Gaza post-war plan to cabinet, which is sure to anger Biden. This is from Zero Hedge. On Thursday night, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu presented Israel's security cabinet with a much-anticipated document, document outlining plans for the day after Hamas in the Gaza Strip. 
He repeatedly vowed to not stop the large-scale military operation in Gaza until the terror group is completely eradicated. That means all five-year-old children and up have to be completely eradicated because they're qualified now to be Hamas. A tall order, which some analysts say could take years to actually accomplish, and the question of who will rule Gaza in the aftermath has become a contentious one. The U.S. has wanted to see West Bank-based Palestinian Authority eventually take over, but Netanyahu has firmly rejected this as a plausible scenario, calling the PA terror supporters. The new plan presented to top official, the subsequently publicized document, a one-pager released overnight in Israel, is largely a collection of principles. The premier has been vocalizing since the beginning of the war, but it's the first time they have formally been presented to the cabinet for approval. Many of his ministers want to see Israel simply annex the Strip, however. So Netanyahu is finally presenting some post-Gaza war plan cabinet. So they're trying, they're already talking about this, what life is going to be like after Gaza. This is what's going to happen. And they're presenting their side, but it's uh, not something that Biden is looking like he's going to approve. Uh, continuing, the main theme of the document is that Israel will aim to install local officials from among Palestinians to administer services for the Gaza Strip instead of Hamas. They must be com completely unaffiliated with Hamas and further must not be involved with or backed by countries or entities that support terrorism. There's no mention of the proposed plan of whether these might be Palestinian Authority representatives. Another interesting point in the establishment of a de-radicalization plan in all religious, educational, and warfare institutions in Gaza. The document lays out that the IDF will continue the war until achieving its goals, which are the destruction of the military capabilities and governmental infrastructure of Hamas and Islamic Jihad and the return of the hostages abducted on October 7th. So they're not going to stop, guys. They're not going to stop until every hostage or the hostage body is returned. And every single Hamas person that they uh, that they deem is a Hamas, including the five-year-old children, are completely wiped out and obliterated. So how many children out of those 1.4 million that are in Rafah right now are considered Hamas by Israel? We'll find out. We'll find out soon because the death toll will follow. This operation will continue until Israeli forces achieve the complete demilitarization of the Strip beyond what is required for the needs of maintaining public order. Let's continue, guys. Um, major internet cables cut in the Red Sea, the Houthis in Yemen. So this just happened yesterday, guys. This is ex another con extremely concerning uh, article. And it basically said these uh, internet cables in the Red Sea that carries huge amounts of data between Europe and Asia have been blown up or cut by Houthis in Yemen. According to NetBlocks, up to four undersea cables, upwards of four undersea cables have been hit. These cables channel internet and um, data between Oman and Somalia, Kuwait, Bahrain, Qatar, UAE, Iran, Egypt, and India. Uh, Middle North, Middle East, North African cable system that connects countries, the Gulf countries in Egypt with Europe, a canal between Jordan, Oman, and India. Um, it connects another cables, connects Europe with Africa, as well as the Gulf countries in Asia, including Myanmar and Malaysia. 
uh, all communications between Ireland, Great Britain, and Europe, Africa, and the Middle East. A channel between another one between Europe and Asia. Uh, another one that connects Asia with the countries of South Africa. Guys, this is extremely concerning. The internet and data cables now going between all these countries that were in the Red Sea are gone. And who's going to go in and fix it with the war going on over there? Every ship is being hit. Every 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 drone from both sides are flying over this area. Who is going to fix these cables? And how are they going to have safety? <laughs> how are they going to be safe doing this? This is this is a huge upset and bringing a huge escalation to this whole matter. They're cutting off all these communications and internet to these major countries to be able to stop to uh, from being able to speak to each other, send data, send financial transactions. Who knows what has been lost and the repercussions of this? And just so you guys know, this is in multiple um news uh headlines here from zero hedge houthis have knocked out several undersea internet cables uh including communication uh cables between saudi arabia and djibouti have been damaged in recent months uh and will continue to go here in jerusalem pulse houthis knock out underwater cables linking europe to asia the successful targeting of the four cables which are believed to belong to the aae one CECOM EIG and TGN systems marks a serious disruption of communications between Europe and Asia. Wow, guys, this is um, this is getting worse and worse and worse by the day. Um, these the, these uh, um, repercussions that are coming from this, who knows? Who knows? But it continues to keep escalating and escalating one after the other. Uh, moving on to some other final news before we get into some prophetic words. Big Brother Satellite, capable of zooming in on anyone, anywhere from space, is set to launch in 2025, which is next year, guys. And privacy experts say we should definitely be worried. This new satellite system with close-up imaging will invade people's privacy. The satellites created by Albedo will only be 100 miles from the Earth's surface. Privacy experts are sounding the alarm on the new satellite capable of spying on your every move that is set to launch in 2025. The satellite created by startup company Albedo is so high quality you can zoom in on people or license plates from space. Raising concerns among experts that it will create a big brother is always watching you scenario. Albedo claims the satellite won't have facial recognition software, but doesn't mention, doesn't mention, Okay, don't worry about it. Nothing to see here. Doesn't mention that it will refrain from imaging people or protecting people's privacy. So Albedo signed two separate million dollar contracts with the U.S. Air Force and National Air and Space Intelligence Center to help government monitor potential threats. So this company supplied by contracts from the U.S. Air Force and National Air and Space Intelligence Center. It's now putting these satellites up there to make sure they can see our every single move, know where we're coming and going, and they can zoom in from space all the way up to our face and recognize who we are, as you see in this picture, and know our license plates. So there's nowhere to hide, guys. 2025, if it's not already up there now, they're just letting us know now, but that doesn't mean that 
it's not already up there or something similar that is uh, classified. The company raised $35 million last month to commercialize its very low-Earth orbit satellite in addition to the $48 million it raised in September 2022. Um, the the uh, co-founder, Topher Haddad, said he and his team hope to eventually have a fleet of 24 spacecraft. This is a giant camera in the sky for any government to use at any time without our knowledge. Jennifer Lynch, general counsel of the Electric Frontier Foundation, told the New York Times, we should definitely be worried. It takes us one step closer to a big brother's watching kind of world. Moving on, guys, here, um, Zero Hedge. Threat of strike looms large over East Gulf Coast ports. Apparently, there's increasing abundance of skittishness surrounding the future of East and Gulf Coast ports. What's going on with the with these ports and all of our food and everything that's coming through it? Let's see. The labor contract between International Longshoremen Association and the United States Maritime Alliance is set to expire at the end of September. The ILA represents some 70,000 dock workers, while the USMX represents employers at 36 coastal ports, including three of the U.S.'s five busiest ports, the Port of New York and New Jersey, the Port of Savannah, Georgia, and the Port of Houston. Contract negotiations between the ILA and the USMX began in February 2023, but quickly foundered on the issue of wage increases. In November, ILE leadership warned roughly 45,000 of its members to prepare for the possibility of a coast-wide strike in October 2024 after the current master contract expires. ILA President Harold Daggett also cautioned that there is no chance of extending the current contract past the expiration date. So if they go on strike, all these major ports are not going to have anything coming through it, and we won't see any of our supplies being shipped to us from these ports um, because uh, they're not paying enough people enough money to be able to just literally pay their rent, be able to pay for their bills because inflation is so high and we can't even live. Um, we can't even pay our bills in this country. And it's just continuing to unfold in all these sectors of society as we know it. And this is just one of them. Another interesting thing happening this year, a power grab. This is by uh, Zero Hedge. A power grab. Doctors say that WHO wants to dictate U.S. health policy. The World Health Organization is aiming to weaponize public health to advance centralized control over medicine and expand that power to anything else that it defines as a public health crisis. So they're basically saying here, guys, is that the WHO is going to be in charge of all pandemic public health crises and every individual country will hand over according to this, uh, uh, according to this uh, law that they're trying to pass by May of this year, where every country will surrender its ultimate uh, right to determine what health policy they lay out for their citizens and, and literally hand that over to the WHO who will globally define what a public health crisis is and how every country should respond to it. And it goes into the details of this and uh, in this article uh, that just basically says that this power could be used to tell the United States what to do about matters such as energy, carbon dioxide emissions, firearms and abortion. Everything falls under public health as an issue. And then they will have the authority to mandate 
What nation states shall do in response to those public health emergencies? States that object these, uh, would be subject to potential sanctions or other actions if they don't follow the WHO's directives. This is unconstitutional action because the federal government is in granted public health authority under the Constitution. This is centralized medicine on a global scale and is being passed right before our eyes. And if we and our leaders actually followed the oaths they took to the Constitution, this will not even be an issue, but it's probably going to be voted for and approved by this current administration. And we'll hand over all our rights to our citizens, to this global uh, organization that just follows orders. It's crazy, guys. Next one. So we're going to the border here. It's an interesting article. Fox News says that 7.2 million illegals have entered our country under the Biden administration. That's more than the population of 36 states. Guys, what in the heck? 7.2 million illegals have entered in over the last three and a half going on four years. Like all of these illegals entering in are going to vote for Biden because they love Biden. They let him come in. He's not punishing them. He's not sending them back out. As we went over, uh, as I showed the video in the last podcast, all these uh, illegal immigrants were asked which president was better. And every single one of them said Biden, every single one of them crossing the border said Biden. And it's interesting. 7.2 million of them are being allowed to enter in right during this year, which is an election year, um, I'm sure all their uh, votes will be added and counted, even though they're illegal and they can't legally vote. I'm sure they'll somehow be entered and, and counted. Over the past few weeks, New York has been overwhelmed by a wave of crimes committed by illegal Im immigrants. The attack on the police in Times Square, the shooting in Manhattan, a series of deaths in Brooklyn, all of this the work of illegal immigrants. Here's a chart that just shows how many people have crossed illegally from the Southwest land border on a monthly basis. And you see how high these numbers are. If you're looking, if you can't look and see on video and you're listening just through straight up podcast uh, audio, just trust me, 7.2 million people in three and a half years is more in one administration than probably in the last 50 years. Um, and these numbers are ridiculous. On top of the border and all these illegal immigrants coming over, what else has been coming over? Here's an article by Zero Hedges. CBP seizes, you ready for this? 6.5 tons of meth in, a, in Eagle Pass, the largest haul ever at a port of entry. U.S. Customs and Border Protection said on Thursday that it sees 6.5 tons of methamphetamine at Eagle Pass Port of Entry in Texas, the largest seizure ever made at a port of entry. 6.5 tons, guys. This was going straight to our kids. This uh, methamphetamine had a street value of more than $117 million, according to the press release. The seizure was made at a Camino Rio International Bridge on February 18th. When a CBB officer referred a tractor trailer manifesting a shipment of drying agents for piglets for secondary inspection. The CBP said its offers conducted a canine and non-intrusive inspection system examination and found 13 
1,101 pounds of alleged methamphetamines. Mark Dawson, a special agent in charge from Homeland Security Investigations Houston, said the seizure of a record-breaking amount of narcotics prevented an untold number of lives from being destroyed. For far too long, drug trafficking organizations have been raking in billions of dollars at the expense of our communities that are left ravaged by addiction, death, and despair as a result of these poisonous substances. Unbelievable, guys. So we have we have danger. We are in danger right now. And all of these news is just, uh, I'm reading to you guys, is so extremely concerning. It's unbelievable um, that it's all happening right before our eyes. And this is just 10 days worth of news from the last podcast. Um, this is enough news for 10 years, <laughs> but instead we're getting it in 10 days. Uh, so we're going to go into the prophetic portion of this. But before I do, I want to include some scripture into this. Um, I want to read from Revelation 18 verses one through eight, and we're going to talk about Babylon. And then I'm going to read the prophetic words that have been uh, selected today. Uh, before I start, let's pray. Heavenly father, we pray Lord in the name of Jesus, Lord, that as I read your word, that your word would go forth Lord, and it would be revealed to the people who are listening to this podcast and you would give them great wisdom and insight, revelation and understanding from your word, your holy scriptures, Lord, and from the prophetic word through your holy prophets, what is happening to our country and what is happening to the world in this hour and help us Lord to seek your face, to repent and to turn from our wicked ways as a nation Lord. And that Lord, you would uh, speak to those who are listening Lord to this podcast Lord to get closer to you and that this would bring insight and revelation to those Lord who are seeking clarity in this hour. And I thank you for doing it in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, Revelation 18, verse 1. After this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven. He had great authority, and the earth was illuminated by his splendor. With a mighty voice, he shouted, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She's become a dwelling for demons and a haunt for every impure spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and detestable animal. For all nations have drunk of the maddening wine of her adulteries. The kings of the earth committed adultery with her, and the merchants of the earth grew rich from her excessive luxuries. Verse 4, Then I heard another voice from heaven say, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not receive any of her plagues. For her sins are piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. Give back to her. As she has given, pay her back double for what she has done. Pour her a double portion from her own cup. Give her as much torment and grief as the glory and luxury she gave herself. In her heart she boasts, I sit enthroned as a queen. I am not a widow. I will never mourn. Therefore, in one day, her plagues will overtake her. Death, mourning, and famine. She will be consumed by fire, for mighty is the Lord who judges her. Okay, guys, Babylon is absolutely America. And it's very clear when you think of this scripture that 
uh, now more than ever, you America qualifies for this more than any other nation on this planet. And we're going to ask for, uh, we're going to seek the Lord for some more confirming uh, prophetic words. Today's prophetic word is, are several prophetic words actually is from Vicki Goforth Parnell. If you guys have not heard of her, she is a mighty woman of God. She's hearing probably more clearly than just about everyone else on this planet when it comes to hearing from the Lord about what is coming in the coming days, weeks, and months, God's judgments, God's encouragement. Um, and no one is getting these kind of details that I've been able to, to find in prophetic circles and, and um, research that I've done, but they are confirming prophetic words that confirm the things that she's saying and the Lord is revealing through her. So let's get into to, to some of these here. This first one. Okay. Uh, this is, I've spoken of, of this before. Um, America split into word and vision five seventeen twenty twenty two, received at six thirty AM. And so this is a word that the Lord gave her about America being split in two. And I've spoken about this before, guys. This is uh, basically when we offer a two-state solution for Israel and Palestine to live side by side. The moment that this is hap- that, that this peace plan is adopted, the moment that this happens and it is signed on and executed, we uh, better run into our houses. We better tie down our beds tie down our tables. We better hold on to everything we know because what I'm about to read you right now is going to happen. And this has been confirmed. There's probably over 10 different prophecies from different people who do not know each other, but yet are hearing and seeing the exact same thing I'm about to read to you. And here we go. He will split Israel. This is the Lord talking. It has already been split by promises from a prior president. But JB, who isn't even a real JB, but a misrepresentation of his true self, shall declare for the Muslims and align causing Israel to be split. I divide your land, O wretched America. Babylon, you shall be split. You shall fall. You're falling now. I strike, you split. I command you divide. Look, look and see, daughter of faith, of grace, of mercy, and of understanding. Look and see. I am seeing with my eyes open a map of the United States with a Kelly Green background. I see in the air above our nation a massive hand that has appeared holding a sword. It strikes and hits America point down and strikes into the northern area near Michigan. But I'm not 100% sure because geography is not one of my strong points, she says but it is in that general area. I hear a rumbling, a great rumbling noise. Now the green background is gone and it's a world map. I see with a huge sword sticking straight up out of America from the impact point of the sword's blade. I see blue lightning and the ground begins shaking fiercely. The rumbling is louder. Oh Jesus, what is happening? She says, I divide your nation. Oh, beloved daughter. I split her into two. For have I not warned all not to touch mine anointed? Have I not warned man not to split my nation of Israel, my chosen people? Then the ground began opening with cracks of our nation, split into two halves. 
and we are united no more. Water fills the space where travel isn't even possible unless by boat or airplane. Oh, Jesus, she proclaims, help us. Please help us. Daughter, I have warned and have toiled for sinner man to repent and return unto me, but they have refused. In doing so, they have overstepped my warnings of many things. Judgment time is here. I split your land, O daughter of faith, of grace, of mercy, and of understanding. I split it now. So, guys, this is um, this is a uh, sobering word that I've been hearing for years. Um, many pictures I've shown. I've actually talked about this in previous podcasts, where America is split right down the middle from the Great Lakes all the way down to the Gulf Coast. Uh, some parts of that split, uh, the Mississippi River, is. Uh, over a hundred miles apart. Okay. And as this split happens across America, you're talking, what kind of earthquake would it take to split this country in half? What kind of shaking would need to, to take place for that kind of damage to take, to, to take hold of this country? The same vision from many uh, prophets and prophetesses alike shows, um, Water filling in this split all the way from the from the, the Great Lakes all the way down to the Gulf Coast. Much of Florida is covered in water. And California, going all the way up to, to Alaska, falls into the ocean. And water goes in all the way into Nevada and into Arizona. And we are talking right now, Netanyahu is submitting a, a post-war plan and even right now, Biden is saying on the news I saw today that he's going to have some sort of um, some sort of peace plan or something that he's going to offer on Monday coming up. So that's like six days from now. And a lot of countries are talking about a two state solution right now. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, we need to be very, very careful and pray and seek God for protection over our families and over our loved ones. America is in the crosshairs, guys. This is not a joke. This is something that is extremely difficult to hear. We all want the world to go on as we know it. We all want it to go back to what, what we once knew. And we just want to ignore it. We love our dainties. We love our social media. We love our sin and we don't want to leave it we don't want our world to change we will love the status quo and cognitive dissidence but the word of the lord proceeds forward revelation will take place it we are in the midst of it now as we speak the word is very clear babylon will fall in one day in one hour this nation will be turned upside down. And I don't know if this split of America is the one hour. Uh, I think it is an absolute attack from Russia and China, obliterating this country in one hour. And this is just the, the prerequisite. This is just the, the splitting of America is, is the weakening of America, which makes it even more 
uh, inviting for our enemies to want to attack us because we're wounded as a nation. So this is extremely uh, concerning, guys, and I understand it. Continue to seek the Lord in prayer. Take everything I'm reading to you in prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to confirm everything that is being read to you in Jesus' name, and he'll tell you. He will tell you. The Holy Spirit will confirm. I'm going to move on to this next one. This is called the Zelensky dream. This is giving insight from the Lord, okay, about the people behind this war, what their thoughts are, what their minds are. The Lord is revealing hidden things, guys. This is, you're not hearing this from anybody else. You're not getting this from anybody else. Any other podcast, I don't even know if this exists, okay, but I'm taking great aim to reveal things that are hidden. The Lord has given me this burden and command to do so, and I'm going to do it in obedience. The Zelensky dream, 117.23. I find myself in a darkened room. I hear murmuring, low murmuring. The sound is coming from behind two red curtains. I feel I must go in, but I don't want to. I feel evil behind the curtains. A sense of movement beside me on the right, so I turn my head in that direction. I see a shiny bright man with golden hair tan skin and ocean green eyes he has tenderness and kindness in them i feel the presence of god around him and i'm trembling who are you i asked who i am is not important but know i am sent by the holy god of heaven to show you some things that you have yet to know i am a servant of jehovah elohim just as you but i am an angel while you are of the mankind human race i feel god's peace around me yet Still, I know the devil is wily and cunning. And who is Jesus Christ to you, I asked. The angel man smiles and replies, He is Jehovah God's gift to mankind. He is the risen lamb, slain from the foundation of your world. The shedding of his blood brought redemption to your world, to earth. I am watching the holy glow around the angel glow brighter as he speaks of my lovely Jesus. He is the one who gave me the ability to defeat your enemy, Satan, Lucifer, the devil. He is the embodiment of God in human flesh, yet still God too. He now possesses the keys that Satan once held so that his believers can overcome the world by his sacrifice and actions. All praises to the risen lamb and their lives can be victorious through his name. The name Jesus that now possesses all power, a gift from the God of heaven, from the father to son. And the angel paused slightly. His son found inside your heart, O beloved daughter of the kingdom of heaven. As the angel was speaking, I could feel God's spirit rising up inside me. His peace, his love, his agreeing in my spirit, man. I smiled at the angel and asked, what does Father God and my Jesus want me to know or show me? Follow me, the angel said, and we walked through the red curtain. I quickly followed behind the angel and walked through the red curtains. We entered into a room where murmuring is occurring. I see three men sitting at a table covered in an elaborately decorated tablecloth. The room is richly furnished as if a place of wealth or importance. On one side of the table is a man I know from pictures as Ukrainian President Zelensky. Across from him is an older Caucasian man in a nice black suit, unruly white hair, and a decorated red tie that shines, that is clearly seen upon his crisp white shirt. The presence of evil was greater in this room with the three men, and now I understand why. Behind each man seated at this grand meeting table are black silhouettes of demons, evil spirits that are whispering into each man's ears what they are positioned as they are uh, in each man's ears that they are positioned behind. Uh, 
I looked at the angel questioningly, and he responded in regular tone of voice. They are spirits of the enemy, Satan, to ensure this meeting goes as he has planned. And how is that? I asked in earnest. Watch and listen, daughter of faith, of grace, of mercy, of understanding, and wisdom, knowledge, and love, and faithfulness. You know, I said, that really doesn't have to be said. You can call me by my name. Daughter of heaven, the titles of heaven are bestowed upon heaven's children. Those who have made the risen lamb, Jehovah God's son, their Lord and Savior. Most never seek to find out for themselves or don't spend enough time to listen to the God of heaven to know of such things. It is titles of honor and the father of heaven loves bestowing gifts upon his faithful ones. Forgive me, she asked, or she said. By all means, you may continue addressing me by this name. I will now please the father's desire for you to see the truth of hidden meetings. Whose truth have been called to the light, the lamb's righteous light of truth. I turned back to the three men surrounded by the three evil spirits. Without saying another word, I knew if father God wanted me to see something, then I best pay attention. Holy spirit, my friend, I whispered inside my thoughts, please help me in my lovely Jesus name to understand all I see and hear at this time. Daughter of heaven's court. I heard my Holy spirit reply softly. I will. That's not enough, I hear the man Zelensky say, raising his voice in an indignant shout. It will have to be, responded the white-haired man hastily. The United States has no more money to give. Find it, Zelensky replied angrily, or do I have to return to your Washington, D.C. and show more of the information I hold in my possession to the bumbling idiot of a president you have, as well as your members of Congress? No, no, that won't be necessary. But you must understand, we have already exceeded the quota of weapons, ammunition, soldiers, and money that will be prearranged. This war between Russia and Ukraine has been planned for many years. Our society and the fallen ones assured us this would not happen. We have already begun the collapsing from the inside, the infrastructure of the nation, in preparation for the uncommon collapse and the coming war. But you are asking three times more than the original amount, the white-haired man answered hastily. You will comply to my wishes, Delensky said harshly, and you will also continue promoting to the world the cause of Ukraine. Who knows? Maybe they will make me Times Man of the Year again. Then he began to laugh, a wicked evil laugh. All the time, the evil spirits behind him was whispering into his ears while stroking his head like some kind of beloved pet. The two men sitting across from him did not find it a laughing matter. They exchanged looks quickly and looked back at the young Zelensky, who had finally stopped his laughing. His eyes narrowed into slits, and he said in a cold, still voice, You will meet my demands, either in money or weapons or both, or I will topple your government from its highest to lowest position with the information I still hold in my secret hidden vaults. Secrets not only against your nation, the United States, but other countries as well. The military man spoke quickly. What kind of weapons are you asking for? Tanks. I want lots of tanks and then jets. They should empty out your nation's defenses greatly and give me the upper hand against Vladimir Putin's forces. We can get your tanks, but the jets will have to inventory before such a deal can be made. The white-haired man spoke quickly up and said, you do remember you are supposed to lose this war. Zelensky threw his fist down hard on the table, making a resounding thud that could be heard across the room in an echo. He began speaking angrily. No one tells me what I to, no one tells me what to do. I will destroy Vladimir Putin and his forces. Uh, 
and no one will stop me. I saw raging hate in his eyes. The fallen ones will not like you veering off course of their long laid out plans. Neither will the society that rules our world under their guiding hands. Zelensky yelled out, they wanted this war and now they have it. I have played my role to perfection, but do not forget it is I who hold all the information entrusted to my country that can bring down almost every country's government in this world. I saw the white-haired man's face drain of all the color. He apparently now fully realized Zelensky was not going to be willing to negotiate further or allow himself to go back under the rule of the hidden society's control. I turned to the angel and asked quickly, as I realized they apparently couldn't hear the angel or me, is he gone rogue? Is Zelensky following his own plans now? If so, why? Daughter of faith, grace, mercy, understanding, wisdom, and knowledge, and love, and faithfulness. Even though the leaders and governments come together under the rule of your world's hidden secret society, as you know it, there is no real love between them. Their hatred is real towards one another, but this serving of Satan and the common goal to bring the Antichrist beast system, his new world order, is all that holds them together. Does this mean Zelensky is blackmailing our country in addition to requiring the help of the United States government as agreed upon when they sold us out, the people of the United States? Yes, the angel replied, even though it was part of the society and fallen one's hidden plans, Zelensky has increased the dollar amount by billions and upped the amount of everything else as well, including American soldiers. I look back at the three men still talking with the black evil spirits caressing each man. I asked, what about the other countries? Is Zelensky blackmailing others too? Let me show you. The angel replied and he waved his hand in front of him and the air seemed to ripple slightly. Come, he said, and took me by my left hand. We walked through the ripple-looking air into another room and it looked like a suite of some sort that belonged to a high-class hotel or government lodging, expensively furnished and high-decorated. I hear voices and turn immediately to the sound and I see Zelensky sitting upon an expensive sofa, sitting directly across from him in another matching sofa with an older man with thinning gray hair. He's speaking in German, accented voice, we are not supposed to be sending new tanks or jets. Ah, but you will, Zelensky said. We cannot. We must adhere to the specific guidelines and plans of the society. Zelensky looked unperturbed. My friend, you will comply or I will release the information I hold against your government, he said smoothly. I will take my chances following the society's rules. The chosen one of Satan is about to reveal himself, and no one will be able to contain his powers. Zelensky's composure slipped, and he replied acidly, Then I shall have every nation surrounding you, your pitiful country of Germany, lean heavy upon you. You may not mind if I topple your government with the information I contain, but they will. The German man stood up and replied, I will take my chances. I would rather deal with you then the next ruler of our world, Satan's chosen. I have seen his techniques in hand on torture. Good day, sir. The man said to Zelensky, then walked himself out of the room, and the scene changed. I'm sitting on the edge of my bed in my room, and the angel has brought me home, apparently, but is still here. What does uh, my lovely Jesus want me to do with this information? The angel replied, you are to warn the people that there is more to this war than the obvious you are to share what you have seen here tonight by my hand. 
So all with eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to discern will know the obvious is not always the truth of each matter. Although the God of heaven sets rulers and kings up and sets them down, he does so in accordance to the conditions of the people's hearts. A people or nation seeking the Lamb and seeking Jehovah Elohim, God of all, who will have godly rulers raised into positions of authority, both high and low, but your world has gone grown cold to the God of heaven's love and that of his son Jesus, the risen Lamb. Therefore, wicked and even rulers reign today in your world. The evil fallen ones in your, in your society has had years to plan for such a time that has now come upon your world. The earth, O daughter, of heaven's courts, he continued, every ruler of every nation but a few select positions across your world are now operatives for the evil hidden society ran by Lucifer, Satan himself. You must reveal in the name of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. He has called you into this position, and you have been faithful in this calling. Thank you, I replied humbly. They're all in this together, aren't they? Their plans for Russia to attack Ukraine and others was made years ago. I guess this means the plans to attack my nation, America, even by our own officials, has been planned. Yes, it has, the angel responded, but your nation of America has now become the Babylon of the old, yet also Babylon of the new. It must be destroyed from a position of power before the one-hour mark of 60 minutes of your time is fully expired. That is, much, that is not much time, I replied in sorrow. No, it's not. I looked up at the angel, and he said somberly, Our nation has not much time left, does she? You know, O daughter of faith, grace, mercy, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, love, and faithfulness. The Lamb has spoken oftentimes with you about such things. I was asking, she said, just in case someone may have reached his heart in prayer to cause him to refrain a little longer. He is a God of love first and foremost. We are still in full course ahead. I go now, daughter of heaven. The lamb leaves you this message. Prepare to step out as witness of his power to this world. And then I woke up. So guys, this is secret information. The Lord is revealing secret things hidden in the dark and bringing them to light for all of us to know and to understand. This thing is much deeper than what's happening. And it all points to America being obliterated in one hour's time and the destruction of our, of our beautiful once great nation. And all of us who are citizens of America feel like we're trapped in the U.S. Watching this unfold as we fall over into the abyss, I want to encourage you. The Lord God, Jehovah, sees us. He knows us. He knows us from the end to the beginning. The great God, Jehovah, Elohim, Yahweh. He's revealing these things to us so that we can understand, so that we can be warned, so that we can pray, know how to pray, know how to prepare our homes, know how to prepare our families for the times that are coming. I got one more word I'm going to read you guys, one more prophetic word, and then I'm going to give you my last charge. Thank you guys for sticking around to the end. This is extremely important, what I'm reading to you, because these, do they not connect the dots prophetically with Scripture and the news headlines that are literally caving in on all of us every single day? So this one, some Vicky for, uh, Goforth Parnell, Vision of Putin's underground hangars on 
July 6, 2023. Daughter, take my words down, missing not one word. Yes, Father God, with Jesus' Holy Spirit's help. My friends, I won't miss one. Putin readies his planes beneath the earth's soil to strike your once great nation, his true army. His superior forces are located here. Come, daughter. Come see. Eyes be open further to the realms of my spirit world. I see a room with white walls that look like it's made of granite or concrete. It's a massive open room, except for two buildings with glass, making up the most part of these other walls. The two buildings similar in build are elevated high, so whoever is found to be inside each can look out to the wide expanse of the massive room and view all that is going on below them. The buildings with stairs leading up to each are facing each other, but are also across the room from each other on opposite walls. I see now this massive plane hanger with a variety of types inside. As my eyes roam over the flying machines, I see planes, silver metal planes. Those shapes I know are for better aerodynamics and their speed when they fly. These I know as bomber jets. They have the ability I know as I'm seeing this to carry different types of weapons. They carry different weapons, payloads, I hear in the spirit. I look further and see different planes, sleek and black. Stealth, I hear the word stealth. There are so many, I would guess about 50 or 60 of these stealth planes. Stealth bombers, I hear. Stealth bombers. To the right of them are black-colored helicopters as well as green ones. Then there are huge planes that look as if they could carry cargo, including large vehicles like tanks. I had the knowledge these were all enhanced with fifth-generation or higher AI software and technology. I now see regular helicopters, but there's also planes, if you could call them planes, that I understood have different propulsion systems, so they hover instead of flying. Strictly by flying through the air instead of flying is common now for planes and such to do when they fly. I see row upon row of flying vehicles spaced wide apart. I hear voices. I see there are men in one of the buildings. The booth, I shall call it, sounds like men. They are speaking in their foreign language. I find myself in this vision being drawn to the voices. It's Vladimir Putin and two other men he's talking with. These men are in military attire and seem to have come with him. There are other men in the room that are positioned at the computer terminals. Putin is speaking again in the Russian language. How do I understand him? Help me, Jesus. Help in my understanding in your name, I ask. As I draw closer his words, I begin hearing as if they were speaking English and not Russian. Putin is saying, I will inspect all three of these hangars to see where we stand in our position when we fight the Americans. After I am done, you will draw up a report and then compare the data with President Xi Jinping's forces and that of President Erdogan's and Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un's and the others. We must have enough to be battle ready when the orders are given to commence the invasion. There must be enough in our combined forces to capture the Americans. But for Russia to still have the upper hand in our military prowess amongst our own allies so we, may, we can maintain our lead position in this coalition against the United States. Understood, the soldier of high rank said quickly, then continued, we are ready to begin the inspection of this aerial hangar deck. The hangar of land vehicles and tanks are ready for inspection also. The third man in the group of the three people, including Putin, is speaking. The weapons hangar is ready for inspection. The weapons from the fallen ones have already arrived, and each one is in operating status. Good, good, Putin says. Then an evil grin covers his face. Shall we, we begin? 
then the vision is gone. Jesus, Jesus, these are underground hangers, aren't they? With access through tunnels through the earth's top surface that I just saw, they are, little daughter. One of several locations your nation's enemies have in their preparations for the coming invasion upon your once great nation that is now known as Babylon to me. Your nation's people, many think that the Bears' forces have been weakened greatly by the war with Ukraine. They are wrong. The Bears' war with Ukraine is not really as it seems. Yes, they are fighting with lives being taken, lands being destroyed, but little daughter. They are not the true enemies at heart that most are led to believe. Do they hate one another? Vladimir Putin and the, of the Bear and Ukraine President Zelensky? Yes, they do. But they are still united by their ties to the hidden elite society because even most wars are instigated by them for a common cause of aiding the new world order that is now upon your world and being instituted. It's implementation already beginning in one form or another in countries all over your world. The Russia-Ukraine war in port is to drain the countries of your world, including your own nation, little daughter, of its own military protection. As the war progresses, the call goes out from President Zelensky and Putin's for support. Weapons, tanks, planes, and other items, including money. Now what is left for the other nations to fight with, including your own Babylon, when attacks occur and invasions begin? Very little. Just as it had been the plan all along, while many countries of the Bears Coalition joined together by the charm and brilliance of Putin. Qualities of the Antichrist spirit, one of many operating your world that aided him in gathering of this union of nations against yours. And he has been secretly building superior armies below the earth's surface and within the waters deep, aided by the fallen ones, the angels who fell, and their Nephilim children de determined to destroy mankind, our most beloved creation. Babylon will fall, little daughter, but so shall other nations. How do they get the planes and helicopters out of the underground hangars, Jesus? By tunnels, little daughter. Wide tunnels that lead upwards and out of the underground hangars. But these open up to where the flying vehicles can fly directly into the air when exiting. Their entryways are hidden to radar in the public's eyes. A cloaking device covers the region and the planes and such that fly below the top surface radar's ability to capture and detect their movements by other nation technologies and satellites. And that's the end of the vision. Guys, this is secret, again, hidden revelation knowledge by the Lord Jesus Christ himself to us, for us to know and be aware of what is happening in the world. And the common denominator is America is Babylon. America is going to fall. And either you're going to hear this word, you're going to hear this podcast, and you're going to respond in reverent, holy fear of the Lord. You're going to wake up out of your slumber. And you're going to take serious the words that are being spoken to you. Or you're going to go on and continue to live in apathy, continue to live in cognitive dissonance. You're going to, uh, uh, you're going to um, refuse to listen, refuse to open your ears and your heart to hear what's being said. And one day, when this day comes, 
when this hour comes, it will catch you off guard, unaware. We have to be ready to meet our maker at any given moment in time. We don't know the day. We don't know the hour, but these things are swiftly coming upon us and all of us in this nation and the world. What do we do now? Pray, repent, and read the word of God and just do more of what it says every day. Guys, it's that simple. Make time for God in your day. Make time to pray. Make time to just ask God to forgive you. Forgiveness isn't just a day, it isn't just a one-time thing, guys. Sometimes you've got to forgive people every day. Sometimes you've got to make a choice to forgive and disarm the enemy in the process. You've got to read the word. You've got to read the Holy Scriptures of Truth, and you've got to mark it. You've got to memorize it. You've got to write it upon the tablet of your heart so that you can do more of what it says every day. Prepare for tough times. If martial law was declared tomorrow, how long could you survive with the supplies you have now in your home? Save up on water, guys. Dry food, alternate energy sources, generators, solar power generators, home defense, cash on hand, precious metals to barter with, shortwave radios, alternate ways to communicate, CB radios, walkie-talkies, satellite phones, whatever alternate ways to be able to communicate with your loved ones. Have something to be able to use, some batteries that you can power them with. You guys, you need to have at least three to six months of supplies per family member in each household. And I'm talking three to six months of water, food, um, soap, um, toothpaste, um, toilet paper, whatever each person needs to survive every single day. You need at least three to six months of it for every member in your family. And if you're just starting right now and you have nothing, you have very little time to get yourself together. Any advantage that you can put your household in at this point is better than nothing. Inaction is absolute foolishness at this point. Food in your pantry, food stored up is is the new millions. That's the new currency. When this happens, you will not be able to go to the store. You will not be able to leave your home because of martial law. Roaming gangs will be attacking this country, and then our enemies will come in and lay the final straw. And those of us here will have to fiend for ourselves and protect our families and somehow feed our families. So... Listen to the preparations that I'm telling you. Get your house in order. Do you have alternate places to go away from the city where you can build a community with others and work together to grow food for and for protection? Do you have any family, any friends out in the country? Some alternate location somewhere away from civilization that gives you a little bit of an advantage and some spacing so you won't be around the chaos when it, it starts to ensue because it will happen. People will be desperate. People will be losing their minds. Um, and it will not be good for you if you stay put and do nothing and sit there in a corner, sucking your thumb, waiting on Jesus. You need to take action and prepare your home and try to have another place where you can go. 
And most importantly, guys, I would just say it's concerning and as um, scary as this news is, listen, you got to uh, keep doing what you're doing every day. Just save in different ways. Instead of saving money in a bank, start buying food and save food. Instead of, instead of you know, um, just make little adjustments. Keep your eyes on the path in front of you. Keep working your day job. Keep serving those around you. Okay. Keep your eye on the prize. No one's telling you to give up all your dreams and aspirations and just do nothing. This is, this podcast is meant to create awareness and let you know the time is extremely short and it's very important that you make some adjustments to your life and your home and your family to prepare for the times that are coming, but keep working, keep pursuing your dreams, but you need to prepare your heart for the things that are coming. Keep pursuing, okay, these passions, but know that tomorrow isn't promised. God's judgments are coming to America. They are coming to Babylon. Stay close to him and he'll protect you in the days to come. Be in the shadow of the Lord's wings and he will provide for you when these things come. But you got to be right with him now. Do not let those secret sins that you're doing in the dark keep you from having a relationship with Jesus. This is the time to turn your whole heart to him. Repent of your sins. Repent of those things that you're doing in the dark. Forgive those who have trespassed against you. Forgive those who despitefully use you and betray you. Forgive them every day if you have to. And read your word and try to do more of what it says. Guys, I ask you to please follow us on IG at Trapped in the U.S. Follow us on Facebook at Trapped in the U.S. YouTube, Trapped in the U.S. Follow us on Rumble at Trapped in the U.S. And again, please um, uh, subscribe to Patreon and support our channel. Again, there's a $5 monthly membership and a $10 monthly membership. You can still get the same videos that you do on YouTube. You still get the same videos that you get on rumble, but it helps support the channel and allows me to continue to keep doing these podcasts. So thank you again, everyone for listening. This is KB signing off February 27th, 2024. God bless all of you. Until the next time, I'll see you soon.